Good morning, good morning, everyone. This is your girl, Tink. You are tuned into Truth, Talk, and Tea. This morning, we have a special, special um, presentation for you guys. This presentation will be coming from Dr. Barbara Sizemore, and it's titled, Black People Still Don't Get It. So I hope you enjoy, and... um, I hope you listen because this is a time of awareness, a time that black people need to wake up and understand who they are, truly who they are. Um, this is a time for us to be able to come from under the lies that we were told and taught and brainwashed with for umpteen years, I mean, generations and generations. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's happening to our children in public schools? Now, most of the time when I come over here, that's what I talk to you about because that's really where my life is centered. But it occurred to me that uh, Alton's been in this struggle And I'm very concerned about how we're progressing in it. Uh, So I've thought a lot about it, sisters and brothers, and uh, titled what I want to share with you tonight called, Black People Still Don't Get It. For some time now, I have been trying to get the idea over that black people must take charge of their lives and those of their children. Um, We we can't leave this to other people to do because they're not going to do it. And we cannot sit around wringing our hands and shaking our heads and talking. It's getting late, brothers and sisters, especially for our children. Now, when the way, when it gets to the point that the way we live is destructive and leads to our extermination, then we have to think about what has happened to our culture. And we need to take a long, serious look at our condition. If culture is the sum total of artifacts which any group accumulates in its struggle for survival and autonomy, then it's dynamic because it's a struggle. It's not static. It doesn't stand still and never change. It changes with the condition, okay? Because as you try to survive and to be self-autonomous, and the conditions change that keep you from doing that, you change in order to combat those conditions. That's right. I'm not That's making right. sense to you? That's right. Okay. Now, what is, what, is, what is survival? I mean, you know, what survival means that the group has to do at, at least three things. One, the group has to see that each individual member keeps himself or herself in good enough mental, All right. moral, spiritual, and physical health 
long enough to reproduce that self mm -hmm. and then take care of whatever you reproduce. Basically, what she's saying is, it's time for us to be ready. We have to be ready. We can't just jump out there and think that, oh, we're going to fight this fight. No, we have to be prepared and we have to be ready. Let's listen. That's the least. If you don't, if you don't do that, the group dies. It's gone. Okay. So that's what survival means. In order to be self-autonomous, it means that the group has to have within its control the means to assure its survival. Yeah. So basically what she's saying here is we have to have our own money. We'll be back in a second. We are back with Dr. Barbara Sizemore speaking on the fact that black people still don't get it. Let's tune back in. Now, what is, what is, what is survival? I mean, you know, what, survival means that the group has to do at, at least three things. One, the group has to see that each individual member keeps himself or herself in good enough mental, right. moral, spiritual and physical health right. long enough to reproduce that self and then take care of whatever you reproduce. Amen. That's the least. If you don't if you don't do that, the group dies. It's gone. Okay. So that's what survival means. In order to be self-autonomous, it means that the group has to have within its control the means to assure its survival. Yeah. All right. Can't depend on nobody else to do that. All right. That's not going to happen. Gee. That's not the way the world works. Now, what are the chief obstacles to survival? Yeah. Okay. Let's just be real. What are they? One is nature. You've got to have within the means of the group some way for the group to survive earthquakes, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, whatever. All right. right? So nature is one. Other men and women who might want to take your land, water, means of survival. All right. And yourself. All right. You can't become no cotton-picking drug addict, alcoholic, kill yourself. All right. Right? That's right. Okay. Those are the obstacles. Now, the culture that we pass down from generation to generation is supposed to help the group to survive and to be self-autonomous. The major way that we pass this culture on is through what? Groups, family, right. church, All school, right. organizations like this. All right. Those are the means. Okay, now, unfortunately for us, we live in a country where the overriding values of the country are against us. For instance, these overriding values put in the positions of privilege, mm -hmm. people who are white, All right. people who are male, and people who are wealthy. All right. And these three groups dominate the society. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about teaching our children 
instrumental values like equality, liberty, fraternity, etc. We are talking about ordering those values under the institutional values of race, gender, and wealth so that more white people get equality, liberty, and fraternity than black people, more men get equality, liberty, and fraternity than women, and more wealthy people get equality, liberty, and fraternity than poor people. You get it? All right. All right. All right. It doesn't do enough then, ladies and gentlemen, for us to teach our children about the instrumental values, you know, if we don't teach them the impact of the institutional values on the distribution of the latter. Otherwise, our kids don't get the full message and don't know how to behave. Now, when I was a young woman looking for a job in 1947, the newspapers would advertise, no Negroes need apply. Right? Chicago, Illinois. March 28, 1947, Chicago, Illinois. I did not say Mississippi. All right. North, I was up north. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. So what did that say? That said that at, in Mar on March 28, 1947, when I was looking for my first job, affirmative action was for white people. Now, just because we didn't call it that then, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't mean it wasn't. And now that it's our turn to have affirmative action, it's suddenly no turns, no turns. It's always our turn, right? It's always white people's turn for affirmative action. Nobody else gets a turn. So, so much for taking turns. But isn't that what we teach for two weeks in kindergarten? Oh, the teacher tells you, your child has to learn to take a turn. We teach him to take a turn.